your friends. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. This is Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... for the Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. some bad news. Jen will not be able to join us today. They had a flight switch. So she will not be with us. She actually just called from the airport. They were boarding her as she called. So she's in the air getting ready to be. So no Jen today. Mike Ashley comes up in about 25 minutes or so. The greatest, greatest music entity in the history of mankind, by the way. Turning an Elvis Presley classic into their one of their own. Man, we had a lot of fun uh, in studio just now. Appreciate both uh, Radford assistant coach uh, Tim Pete coming in along with Brian Hart. That's some really good kind of perspective inner perspective that you just don't get on the outside right i mean it kind of takes you inside the thought process and 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 what goes into it i mean i know and heck i do it too 
I get into it. Um, game by game, we get so affected by wins and losses the in the immediate, right? So everybody gets frustrated. And you kind of are reminded. I'm fortunate to be reminded of it talking to these guys and seeing them on a daily basis, but you have to understand the process that goes into it, right? And it's really cool to be reminded of that. And I need to be reminded of that. That's why Darius almost yells at me during postgame. <laughs> uh, I'll bring up something that happened during the game. He goes, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about any of that. I'll let you worry about all that. You know, it's great. It's great. So, uh, again, no gin today. And uh, we will, though, give away some tickets. We have tickets. We have a pair left for Radford and Winthrop. And we have a pair left for Virginia Tech and Virginia. That game is sold out. We gave away a uh, pair of tickets in the first hour. We'll do so here coming up. um, Heading into the break, we'll ask a trivia question. In the meantime, you can call us up on the Baker Team hotline. Since no gin today, 639-4900, or the text line, 744-2990. Whatever might be on your mind, heading into a busy weekend, we showed, uh, talked about the big showdown between uh, Northside, 19-0, Radford High School tomorrow evening. I mean, really, if you can be creative, it's a Saturday, it's going to be nasty outside anyway with cold and wind and nasty wind chill. You could pull off the trifecta tomorrow. I mentioned this in hour one. You could head over to Castle and watch Tech in Virginia. Then you could get out. Maybe if the score's a certain way, one way or the other, you could duck out a little early. You could make it down to Deadman. Come hang out with us for a couple hours with the rival Eagles of Winthrop coming in. As Coach Pete said, playing as well as anybody in the league right now. Figures. When it's time to rotate and play them again, they're playing their best basketball of the season. And then, of course, after Radford, you know, that game be over with a little after four. You have time to maybe get some food in your system and then head down to Salem to watch undefeated Northside and Rick Cormany's Radford Bobcats. I mean, that's a big day of hoops. That's, that's, good, that's good time stuff right there. But you could pull that trifecta off. You really could. Not saying it's going to be easy, but but you can. Uh, Tech women, they get a win last night, 78-64. 18 wins on the year, now 8-4 and four in the ACC. A matter of fact, all four of Tech's losses have come within conference. Four of the starters in double figures. Liz Kitley, 20 points, 11 rebounds. Another double-double for Liz. Um, King had 19 points. Uh, Amor had 15 Seoul had 12. I mean, scoring happened from everywhere in that game. Tech made 10 threes. When Tech's men's uh, teams are successful, they make a lot of threes. Well, same thing with the women. They had the inside-out game going. It was a close game, and then uh, Tech really broke it open in the fourth quarter. So congratulations to Kenny Brooks and the Tech ladies as they got uh, a really big dub for them. Um. You just kind of you got to defend your home court is the bottom line. You can't lose home games, especially conference home games. Uh, if you missed it last night, men's college basketball, the top 25. Houston, number three in the country, one at Wichita State, 70 to 61. The Cougs are 21 and two, by the way. Arizona, 
beat Oregon 91-76. Zona at number five in the country. UCLA number nine beat Washington 70-61. Gonzaga, you know, they're number 12 in the country. 88-70 over Santa Clara. We're used to seeing them in the top five the last few years, but they've kind of, I won't say slipped, but they're not in the top ten. St. Mary's in San Francisco. That's right. Who? St. Mary's. Yeah. The Gales. They're good. 20-4. and four. They're 9-0 and oh in the West Coast Conference. 68-59 over San Francisco. And UAB upset Florida Atlantic, ending their uh, winning streak. 86-77. Again, conference road games. Very difficult. Got to watch out. And, of course, last night, in case you missed it, national TV, where Radford will be again next Thursday. Um, UNC Asheville and ESPNU moved back into sole possession of first place. Well, they were anyway by half game over Radford. But now they're 10-1 and as they destroyed High Point last night. And it was so frustrating. First of all, it, I don't know who was doing the game, but they knew nothing about either team. There was no enthusiasm. The score bug person would not change the score until two or three trips up and down the floor. I'm surprised they allowed it to happen. I really am. I mean, if you were watching that game, Asheville scored a bucket. The score remained nothing. In case you were just walking by wanting to see what the score looked like. And... I remember walking out before the media timeout, and the score was one thing, and I came back, and it was exaggerated the other way, as if there were seven points added in each column. It was just, it was just really bad, a bad effort. You know, if you're going to showcase the league, and I understand that the deal with ESPN is big, but if you're going to make the Big South a priority and put us on your little wild card schedule and put our league – and our players on your network, well, you damn well better show a lot of respect. And don't show up and just do this half-ass production that ESPN did last night. It made me angry. It made a lot of people around the league angry. Our kids and our league deserves a lot of credit. We have really good players and coaches, and it was really as if those guys just didn't want to be there. And that's the way it came across to a lot of people. I was getting a lot of texts. This is the worst thing ever. I mean, we do a better job at the schools for our ESPN Plus productions than what that was last night. And then, of course, the entire broadcast, all they're doing is promoting Duke in North Carolina, which is tomorrow at 6.30. Oh, let's go to another breakaway of Duke in North Carolina. Let's show that we have this game again. The entire halftime, instead of having like somebody in there to talk about the Big South or to talk about, you know, whomever, no, they're talking about Duke and North Carolina virtually the entire second half. Hey, guess what, ESPN? Nobody cares. Neither team is ranked. Right? Mike Shashevsky and Roy Williams aren't there anymore. You've been pushing this rivalry on us, forcing it down our throats for decades. It matters when they're both nationally prominent in terms of being top five or top ten teams, but they're both seven and four in the ACC. Clemson, Miami, North Carolina State, Virginia are all better than North Carolina or Duke. 
But you're in such cahoots with this game and everything you put into the marketing around this rivalry. Let's show it 47 times during your Big South game last night. Uh. Unbelievable. But in any event, Big South deserved a lot better than what they got last night out of ESPN. I'll tell you that much right now. Now, the first time when they came down to our place, they did a nice job. The crew that we had to work with was great. We've already had conference calls with the crew who's coming this week. They really want to pull off a good production. So I'm excited about that. I don't know what that was last night. But whatever it was, UNC Asheville's, they've, won, they've now won nine in a row. Right? They are a really, really good team. They have the guy who's likely going to be the player of the year in the league, Drew Pember, who will be playing professionally next year somewhere. They spent a lot of money, a lot of work. I know what goes into it to get people fired up and showing up and promoting and marketing. We have a great staff at Radford. Everybody in our department. We, we, everybody's dedicated to making everything look great, sound great, and we welcome in all this uh, wonderful publicity that we get. And I know how hard they were working on it down at Asheville, too. The money that was spent, the effort that was put forth. It's a big deal when you're the highlight game in the Big South. We don't get to walk around like the SEC and the Big Ten and the Power Fives and know you're going to be on at least maybe eight or ten times a week during the season. So when the Big South is on and we're highlighted, man, we're fired up about it. And we have really good people around the league. We really do. And for that to be the result last night, there's no self-awareness at ESPN. It's just politics. So they're not going to understand how bad that looked, no matter how much they even hear about it. They'll just shrug it off. They don't care. As long as they can throw up another... Let's just slap on another North Carolina Duke production or a preview to get you fired up for that, which nobody's going to be. Right? There's no self-awareness there. But the, the, that was an embarrassment last night. It really was. It really was. They don't know the players' names. They, it's just – then why are you doing this? Especially, and I can just speak of, okay, production thing aside, which I know a lot about, but okay, from a broadcast perspective, just to show up, and I've done some regional stuff before, and I want to make sure I've done all my homework and I walk in and I have stuff prepared. When you sit down as a broadcaster, do you have enough pride to know how to pronounce players' names? Or to get the background of what's going on correct? Really? You just, Okay. All right. But that's what that network has become. That's what they do. And most people don't pay attention to it on the outside. They just say, hey, hi, Candy. Hey, look at that North Carolina Duke promo. <laughs> We're great. <sighs> but any of it, I know how hard we work at Radford. And we're going to do the best we can next week to make sure if you come, you're going to have a wonderful time. We need you to pack out the Deadman. Let's have it look like it did before. Let's have tomorrow look like it did last Thursday against Longwood. Let's have the Saturday at 2 with the students and the community look like it did. Let's make every game that way. Because Darius Nichols and this program and these kids deserve your attention. 
not only because they're winning basketball games, just because of the kind of people they are. We just had Brian Hart in the studio. He's one of the best kids I've ever known come through this program. I'm very close to so many of the players still in my life that have come in and out of this program. They mean the world to me. That relationship means the world to me. I learned so much from these young men. These are people that love the community. They want to go out, and they want you to enjoy what they do. And Tim Pete, we have coaches that, you know, here locally, right, Darius and Shane, they're Radford guys. They understand. Trust me. But come out to the Denman. You're going to like what you see. You're going to like the atmosphere, the people who sit you, that greet you, the concessions are affordable, everything. You're going to be greeted with a great, great environment. So come see us, whether we're on TV or not. And I'll tell you what, kudos to the Asheville people because production last night aside, they did a great job filling up that place. There was a couple wide shots, and they did a nice job. You can tell they put a lot into it. And I'm glad it looked great last night, at least from the uh, school's perspective, not from the whatever that was on the broadcast perspective. 23 minutes past the hour. Mike Ashley in about 12 minutes. We'll catch up with Mike. I think he's finally gotten his toes out of the sand down at the beach. I hope so. Or if not, he'll be more chill. He'll just be sitting on the beach. (laughs) All right, we'll be back. Stay with us. More coming up in hour number three. I was listening to the broadcast, and I was wondering, what exactly is it? You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk. More BDSD next on WRAD. All right, before we head to the break, we've got another pair of Tech and Virginia tickets for tomorrow. We just had Brian Hart in studio. Call me up right now, 639-4900. Tell me the uniform number that Brian Hart wore at Radford University, and you can go see Tech in UVA tomorrow. The game is sold out. 639-4900. Just need a number. Any number. I kind of sound like uh, Will Ferrell doing Alex Trebek on Celebrity Jeopardy when SNL used to be actually funny. Remember that? Just tell me any number, and you win the category. 639-4900 if you want to go see Tech and UVA tomorrow at noon. I mean, it is sold out. Call me up right now. What number was Brian Hart down at Radford University? Hey, good morning. Who's this? Dick. Hey, how you doing, Dick? Good to hear from you, man. Do you know what number P. Hart was at Radford? I can guess any number. You can? You You can? Yeah, but I... I, I listened to it, but I don't remember him mentioning the number. Oh, okay. Well, give me your best shot. Oh, let's say... Uh, Remember, he was a guard. He was a guard, so you know you're going to go from what? You're going to go from one, usually one to about uh, 15 or one, and it picks up 20 through um, 20, 25 usually. Then they cut off. You don't see 26s and all that. I was thinking nine. No, not nine. Call us back, Dick. Call us back. All right, not number nine. Six three nine forty nine hundred. Do you remember at all Brian Hart's number down at uh, Radford University? Tell me his number, and you can go to the game on us, 639-4900. Let's go back to the phones. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Dick. Hey, all right, man. What you got, Dick? (laughs) I don't know. Like 7 or 13, something like that. 
Well, you know what, Dick? Since you've tried twice and the other folks hung up, I'm going to give you the tickets anyway. How about that? Great. <laughs> uh, he was number 15, so you were close with 13. Yep. But I just I just couldn't remember then, mentioning a number. No, so that's I appreciate okay. your big That's dog. okay. I tell hey, you what. You get, yeah, go did ahead. You get my, did you get my chicken picture? Your chicken picture. Picture yesterday to wake you up. I don't know. Let me check and see. I have to go back and look. Probably did, but keep in mind I was working on about an hour and a half sleep. So if I saw it, my mind probably didn't grasp it. <laughs> I know that's why I said it first thing. It was early in the morning, like right, you know, ten minutes or six. Right there. <laughs> when you got back and trying to get your eyes open, that's why I send it that time. Well, I appreciate it, man. I need all the help I can get. Hey, Dick, do me a favor. Stay on the line, okay? I'll come right back to you, get all your info, to let you know where to pick them up. Okay. All right, stay in. Hang on with me. All right, good job. Appreciate that. Everybody else who's calling, sorry. Too late. Too late. Mike Ashley joins us next. Final segment for another week. Don't go away. turning what originally was scheduled to be just like another skit on Saturday Night Live into an actual credible musical act that toured together and sold lots of records. John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. Fun stuff today. No Jen today because she was on an airplane, but thanks to Tim Pete, Brian Hart for being in studio. Joining us now on the program, ladies and gentlemen, he's got his... Hall of Fame gold cape on. And he is on his way to the New River Valley. His name is Mike Ashley, the Radford University Hall of Famer. Good morning, Michael. How are you? All right, you surprised me with the Blues Brothers. Now, that's, that's, that's definitely Mike's wheelhouse. I got Blues Brothers material, buddy. See? Uh, most recently, <laughs> New Year's Eve, uh, at a club on the Eastern Shore with some friends there. And uh, that song, they, they, had a, they had a band with some brass, you know, playing, uh, playing the sax and a trombone and a trumpet. And they break into Soul Man. And I come storming from the back of the dance floor up front doing the Elwood dance. Remember the high knees, hands up in the air? Yeah. You know, at your chest. Uh, I'm doing the Elwood there. And I, I took over that night. <laughs> <laughs> this, this I believe. Now, didn't you also go as... Uh as um, Jake, didn't you? Um, didn't you? Wear yes, I, I am much more. I am much more built like Jake. And once, uh, okay, uh, everybody, hop in the way back machine. We're at Sackett's. They're on. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, East End Radford. Okay, they're having a Halloween uh, costume contest, and I have my my old suit I bought at Goodwill, I had, you know, college days, come on, when I, when I got a chance to go pick up my own clothes, I found a, I found a sport coat 
and uh, um, I had some I had some old black pants anyway. My brother, who you know graduated high school here at Jefferson in Roanoke, sixty four, he had some skinny black ties. So I had a white shirt, skinny black tie, and I had a fedora. <laughs> some of you may have seen me wearing that. Hall of Fame night. That was the fedora I had in college where oh. I used to wear my Chuck Taylor signed press pass uh, up in it. And I was wearing that, and I, uh, yes, I, I won a costume contest wearing that outfit uh, there. And, what? Uh, well, the other thing was, again, a tribute to Elwood. I had a briefcase handcuffed to my wrist. And what the good folks at Sackett didn't know, Sackett's didn't know, me being on a college guy budget, uh, I had snuck in about three bottles of Heineken. Because <laughs> 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 I couldn't afford to drink the good stuff when I was out. So. <laughs> Whoa, where'd you hide them? Did you, did you hide them under the fro? Where did you put the beer? Yeah, I mean, they, were just, they, were in the, they were in the briefcase, my friend. Oh, that, that was the of course, genius of, of it. course. That's right. Went with the, went with the, went with the, uh, went with the outfit, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, I, I, the statute of limitations has got to be up on this stuff, isn't it, please? No, no, yeah, not at all. Yeah. Hey, I have a Blues Brothers. <laughs> I have a Blues Brothers story. My senior year up at Pulaski County High School, we did a thing called the Boys Beauty Pageant, right? To show a right, qu- right. to show quality, it was put on usually by the cheerleaders or some of the uh, the girls groups, and we dressed up, uh, you know, in drag or whatever. And myself and Alan Martin, we did the Blue Sisters. We did Jake and Elwood, and we came out to their open with the suitcase. Did the whole bit, man. We had, oh, man. We, had our, we had our skirts on and all that. It was great. We lost to Lamont Taylor, who did Tina Taylor, and he was excellent. We came in okay, second. Okay, all right. Yeah. yeah. I, all right, one more, one more. This was <laughs> back in the day when Don Bowman, uh, you know, retired over there in Pulaski, was running our promotions uh, at Radford Basketball. He's back in the day of the Terror Dome when that place was rocking all the time, not just like it was the other night for Longwood. But, yes. I mean, we had it pretty regularly there. Well, Don got a group, two guys that – build themselves as the Blue Brothers. I think there was about three or four groups of Blues Brothers touring the country back then. But these guys, they rolled into town in a duplicate of the Blues Brothers car, the old Fury uh, former police car, and they had the speaker they could put on top and yes. uh, the whole thing. And we actually did drive around, and they got me on the microphone rolling down north so it, Tonight only, Devin Center, <laughs> Rhythm and Blues uh-huh. Review, Highlanders versus Liberty. Okay, so then when they take the stage, and they were the coolest guys ever, we took them, we took them over to BT's after the game, of course, and rocked out there. But uh, um, and this was so long ago, I remember they turned me on to Melissa Etheridge. Uh, they were playing all that in jukebox, and we were running around. But anyway, at the game when they stormed the floor to start. One of my student workers there on Press Row, one of my favorites, Steve Washburn, when <laughs> when Elwood rolled by, he went, hey, boy, you got my cheese whiz? And I didn't even remember that line from the movie. Do you remember when uh, yeah. they come in, there was an old guy sitting in the, uh, in yes. the lobby at the yeah. hotel where Elwood lived, and he, and he goes, hey, hey, boy, you got my cheese whiz? Yes, absolutely. Elwood did a double, Elwood did a double take at my guy. And he ran out on the floor to the applause and everything. And they did. And when he came, he he, uh, he hesitated and pulled a can of cheese whiz out of his out of his briefcase uh, and threw it over to my guy, who was who was keeping stats for the game. And he came back the first time out. He says, "Whatever you do, do not eat any of that cheese whiz." I think I've been carrying it around like five years, waiting for somebody to say it. 
Thank you. Thank you, Radford University Broad-based education. Radford University, baby. The Highlanders come through. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. See, that's just... Is there any doubt you're a Hall of Famer, my friend? My goodness, that's awesome. That's awesome. This is why I couldn't sit in the coffee shop this morning because you get me all excited about the Blues Brothers first thing out the gate here. Well, I try. So, yeah, to John Belushi gone way too soon, man. That was oh. that one killed me. By the oh. way, if you've never read uh, uh, the uh, the book about the the last days of John Belushi, Wired, um, I, I, I I think that was Bob Woodward uh, was, that did was. that. It was one, yeah that uh, and and that was that I, that was a book I read. Uh, back in the 80s, I could not put down just because, you know, think about the names that are going to show up in that book and the things those guys did. And uh, you're right. That was that was incredible. And that whole they begged Saturday Night Live to let them do that. But then when they when they got to do it, they had to wear the, those stupid bee costumes. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, at first, they were all yeah. dressed up like yeah. bees and the Belushi sang the song King Bee. But uh you know, geez, a flip with those guys' talent. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, to be able to do that and actually tour and sell out venues, I mean, come on. I mean, that's just... They, they, they had the number one album, number one song in the country there for, for a time. Yeah. Two guys who were, you know, really comedians. It, right. it, you know, it's right. incredible. It is. It really is. The Hall of Famer, Mike Ashley, joining us on the program. All right, speaking of Hall of Famers, Tom Brady is finally, I think, really retired. He's going to go down as the greatest quarterback ever. He's not the most physically skilled. He wasn't the greatest thrower. He's not, I don't think, probably physically gifted enough to say that he's even better than many of the guys today. But what is it about Tom Brady, Mike, overall, that's going to make him go down as the greatest of all time? Well, what, uh, you know, like Michael Jordan, you know, it's that competitiveness. The, the, and we all saw how Brady kept himself in shape. You know, I couldn't help but think uh, here, you know, the last several years as Brady was into his 40s, you know, when I was a kid, George Blanda was the standard for 40-year-old quarterback. Now think about him <laughs> physically versus what Tom Brady has been the last few years. The effort Brady put into keeping himself in shape and into, uh, you know, being able, like you said, it's true, he did not have the physical t- tools that a lot of quarterbacks have, but my gosh, did he get the absolute most out of his physical ability because he combined it with that great mental acumen for the game. And watching him evolve over the years, I, I remember watching uh, Buccaneers games the last few years, and it was incredible how many times you just saw Brady throw the, throw the ball into the dirt, which when you think about it, why don't more quarterbacks do that? It's just smart. You know, you don't take the hit. You, you, you live to play another play, uh, you know, and if this one's not working, just go ahead and ditch the play. And Brady did that more than any other quarterback. Now, that sounds like a stupid way to praise a guy that's got seven Super Bowl championships. He did. He just he changed everything. But what I think about is, again, for a guy uh, to play that long at that high a level, and you, you he, he changed everything. I mean, the next guy will be just another guy that, tried to do what Brady did. You know what I'm saying? It's like he set a new standard for the aging athlete. It's uh, it's really and it's really amazing to me uh, when I think about it. And this year, I, I think he looked unhealthy. He was gaunt. You know, I think that thing, when he missed, uh, what was it, 11 days of the preseason camp, he had never done anything like that. And I think uh, Brady finally got swamped, I think, uh, well, the marriage trouble, but there was also all his business deals. He was in a he was in a litigation about uh, you know Bitcoin and things like that. And you know it just finally the guy who could not be 
uh, you know, affected by distractions was this year. And, you know, my gosh, he's also, what, 40, 46 46, years old? Turning 46, so yeah. But uh, to me, uh, and now it's safe to say I admire what he did. Before, I was like, okay, I'm just sick of Tom Brady. (laughs) Right, right. But now we can now we can love up on him a little bit, I think, and it'll it's going to be interesting to see what his next chapter is, and we're going to find out if he's you know uh, Troy Aikman, Tony Romo in the booth, or, or Roger Staubach, who by the way was terrible in the booth. So we'll yeah, see. he was. We'll see what happens. Well, it's uh, it's interesting. I think in every other sport you talk about, greatest of all times, like Michael Jordan was the most physically gifted. So it's easy, right? Jim Brown in the NFL, in my opinion, is still the greatest football player to ever play the game. Wayne Gretzky, I think, had the best skill shot of anybody who's ever played. But yet with Brady, he's the greatest, and it's his whole totality of work that makes him do that. But he's not going to stand out in any way, shape, or form to even a guy like Patrick Mahomes. But that's how good he was that he still considered that, considering that he didn't have that one or two things he did better than everybody else, other than just win. And as you said, Mike, make everybody else better around him at all times. I, I saw, I saw, a, I saw a quote from Fournette, the running back there in Tampa Bay, about how Brady coming in taught taught the Buccaneers how to win, and and what he meant was he taught them how to work to channel that towards winning uh, because that's what Brady was all about. Yeah, I, was, I love I love you mentioned Jim Brown there because I do think athletes, any athlete before ESPN does not get the, the due that, that, that they deserve. First of all, Jim Brown, this, one of the things he did, and I think of Barry Sanders the same way, is they left the game while they were still – in peak form. Yes. So yes. we don't have any. We don't have any bad video of those guys. No. Those guys are still studs, and you wonder, you know, where they could have taken the records and things like that. And the other thing, people don't. A lot of people. I, I, I hope they know this if they're, you know, of a certain age. But Jim Brown is also considered the greatest lacrosse player right. of all time. Right. So, right. So uh, you know, two sport guy, and and I think about him steaming down the field. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not getting in his way. No. 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 <laughs> Sam Huff used to tell the story that you would tackle him. He was the hardest guy to bring down. And then finally, he'd kind of let his body go limp, and you'd slam him down in the ground, and you would think, okay, I got him. And then he would get back up. He did that on purpose to preserve his body. He'd get up and look at you and kind of grin, and then come at you and go 40 yards the next play. I mean, that's how smart he was. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just great to hear that. There's that clip of him with a about a an eight ten yard touchdown run against the Cowboys where he breaks yes. about six <laughs> tackles in all different kinds. Spins off a guy, stiff arms a guy, runs over three or four more guys, and ends up in the end zone on a play that you just didn't look like had a chance. And uh, yeah, his he, he he was amazing, you know. And uh, Again, we get into this whole goat thing. You with LeBron now approaching no, uh, no. Kareem's record, yeah. uh, about to get that. Right. And uh, um, here's here's one. I was when I watched the Highlanders against Longwood in a Kino bar in Georgia the other night. I sidled up to a sports fan, and you don't often get this—a guy who really seemed to know what he was talking about. Mostly because everything he said was stuff I agreed with, or I thought too. But one of them was, he said, no, what, what nobody's talking about with LeBron is he's number four all-time on the assist list. We're talking about a 6'9 guy 
number four on the assist list and about to break the scoring record. So, yeah, look, I'm not going to get into the Michael Jordan versus him or the other guy. If you're going to throw rings at me, you know, you better be talking about Bill Russell, too, or I don't have any interest in your credibility in this discussion. Correct. But I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. This is one of the greatest quotes I had that I want to get more run out of. Uh, It really doesn't matter. It's apples and oranges. And either way, you can fill a basket. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. You going to be that Debman tomorrow? Are you kidding me? Well, me away. just want to make Rick sure. Rick Rogers and I, it'll be, it'll be the, uh, the old-timers uh, <laughs> veterans committee of the Hall of Fame there to, uh, to look at uh, people and, and, you know, hopefully have other uh, returning basketball players come up and kiss up to us because they know this. That's going to be so. trouble tomorrow. That's going to be trouble tomorrow. That's right. That's trouble. Check those yeah. two guys at the door. All right. Well, we're looking forward to seeing Office you tomorrow. Office hours at BT's and a long way this weekend too. All so, right. uh, well, I'll be doing the, I'll be doing the dual uh, ESPN Plus radio thing, and we're going to have a hell of a lot better production than that disaster last night down at Asheville. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Uh, I, I heard that. I just watched it. I I I I I didn't have volume on where I was, which is probably a good thing because it was doing that. It was stop action like the clay. Jason and the Argonauts movie from the '60s. It was crazy how that oh the God. video and that was just. How can you have a game like that and not fix the video? It was like Ray Harryhausen was the producer last night or something. Go look that one up, kid. Nor the score bug, and the, it's great when the announcers don't know the players on the teams. I love that, boy. That's what I took the most personally. But in any event, I'll digress. I've spoken. Yeah, that's like walking in off the street from Florida and getting put on a broadcast on a Saturday afternoon oh, or something. But uh, oh my lord! Actually, I do most of the guys. I just didn't recognize them, so you called their name. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I know what he does. Yeah, <laughs> not Radford. I was talking. I'm talking. Uh, right, right. Uh, the Spartans. Well, myself and Cole Wilder will know definitely all the players' names tomorrow, and we look forward to seeing you, and uh, we appreciate your time. Safe travels as you uh, head to Radford tomorrow. Yep, looking forward to seeing everybody. Goober will say hey live and in person, all so right. uh, come by and kick the tires, all right? And we will say hello to Goober in person. All right, my friend, take care. We'll see you tomorrow. Good stuff. Thanks, pal. All right, there you go. That's I'm uh, a soul man. That's the, <laughs> he is a soul man. Our soul man, Hall of Famer, Mike Ashley. We're wrapping it up. For another week, when we come back, stay with us. Don't go away. You're not off the leash yet. We're happy to have you with us and hope you'll come back often. Big Dog Sports Talk will be right back. Stay tuned. We'll be right back on WRAD. Being in studio, Mike Ashley. Jen will be back next week. And thanks to you, the listening audience, that makes it so much fun to come in every day. 
Big day tomorrow to kick off the official start of the weekend, Saturday. Well, I guess maybe 5 o'clock whistle time today officially starts it. Triple Heller in basketball tomorrow. Tech UVA, that's a nooner. Radford and Winthrop at 2. And then you've got the Northside Radford High School down in Salem. Big, big, big triple header. You can go to all three. I think you should do that. Anybody who does that, I'd like to hear from you on Monday. Take in the whole smorgasbord. Enjoy everything on the buffet. Some ABCC, Big South, and then high school basketball tomorrow. Why not? We'll be back next week. It's going to be cold over the weekend, so make sure you uh, approach whatever you're doing appropriately. And congrats to all the uh, ticket winners that we just had here on the program. And as always, thank you so much for listening and making, uh, taking the time to make us part of your morning. Whether it's the entire show, certain hours, and those of you who go back, if you missed anything, you can check out the podcasts. We'll have up every hour so you can go back and uh, catch up anything that you may have missed here on the program. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Enjoy the hoops. And we'll see you coming up on Monday. Take care. Center for. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, New River Valley.